nervous because I don't think I can say everything in 15, 20 minutes, and I'm going to get right in the middle of it, and it's going to get good, and I have to stop. Maybe it's going to get good. Anyway, uh, first of all, I do honor my bishop. Um, I always tell people about him that this place, I mean, he, he'll teach you mercy. He will teach you the love for people like I've never had a, a pastor do before. And when he stands up, all the years that we have been here, he's consistent. He, he, you know he goes through stuff and he hears stuff and he knows stuff, but he never stands up here and, and acts different. He he's, he's acts the same. And I appreciate that because I know it. it's probably difficult. And Sister Jackson, I have a feeling that your prayers are the strength of your family. We love you very much. And I'm going to embarrass myself and ask for some water because I have a scratchy throat and I'm afraid I'm going to have a coughing fit before I can get finished. Um, thank you. Um, anyway, actually, uh, I'm not ready for this because I don't know what to talk about. And if I look down, I'm not really looking at my notes. I'm looking down because, um, I need to focus. Is Sister Maria Brown here? Is she in here? That was awesome about fighting. Because I'm telling you, I'm fighting. And I'm going to win. And Sister Neal's probably in the back. That was beautiful, too, about God showing her, you may say you love me, but are you in love with me? And that's something we all need to check to see because we can think we're where we should be and we realize we're not. And then, Sister Lyra, you're my modern-day Job to me. I couldn't imagine. But um, you're just you're such an example, a modern-day Example of someone who goes through such hardship and trial and and put God first. That doesn't mean you don't have your hard times and think things. I mean, read read the Psalms if you want to sit here and go. You're not supposed to be upset. You're not supposed to be mad. You're not supposed to question God. And you're not supposed. Well, read the Book of Psalm because you're going to see that all all of those emotions were there. So don't hang on to them though. I mean, there was a time in my life where I felt nothing. I, I even, I was scared. I mean, I could cry about it because I would cry out to God and say, uh, I don't even feel anything. My heart, I feel like is cold. And I'm scared. I'm scared. And I just kept going to God and going to God. I mean, where else are you going to go? Anyway, well, I guess you could go somewhere else, but not really. <laughs> um, about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, 
And it's not that I didn't know this in the Word of God. But as you're reading the Word of God and you're reading, especially, you know, in the New Testament, and you're reading about the trials and the hardships of the early church, and and they didn't sit there and blame everything on the devil. When they went through hardships, they could still rejoice and praise and worship God and give him the glory for their trials and situations. And these days, we will live in such a selfish generation, it drives me nuts. We don't even realize how selfish we are. And um, are self-centered, whatever. But um, when you read about what they went through and how, you know, Peter and John get thrown in prison and then they're like skipping their way out the next day and then they get thrown in there again and and then they're counting it all joy, you know, and just saying how glad they are that they're counted worthy to to suffer for his namesake. And, And we do, one little thing happens in our life and we're, oh my God, you know, where's God? And it's the devil, where's the devil? The devil's attacking me, the devil. And, um... So, you know, when people say, don't pray for patience, well, don't worry, you don't have to pray for patience. I prayed, God, I want to, to have what they have so that when I go through things, I don't complain and I don't judge and I don't look for, fault, find fault in someone or something. I, I want to just worship you and praise you and just trust that how, however it gets, however bad. And he says, okay, I think maybe you've lived for me long enough. Here we go. And uh, all heaven broke loose. And I'm going to say heaven because God allows it, doesn't he? And so, but it was, it blindsided me because it came from a place I wasn't, or in a direction or whatever I wasn't expecting. And so uh, I thought, wait a minute. I thought, God, it would probably come this way, but it, it, from this direction, but it didn't. And so uh, I told uh, uh, Brother Barlow and I talked, it's been a while already, and I told him, I said, I do not like the book of Job. I can't read that book. It bothers me. I can't read it. I don't like it. I mean, being a mother, too, and losing all my children, like, I just, I don't even want to think about it. And sometimes I think we do that with God. When we read in the Bible and it comes to a hard, maybe a little hard scripture, we kind of go, oh, no, 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 I don't want to read about that. I mean, uh, you know, or uh, I think Brother Lowe, you said a couple of weeks ago that you know, you go through, um, you may go through this trial, but it prepares you for the next one or a next one. And you think, I don't want to go through a next one and a next one and a next one. And uh, so, so Job came to my mind here recently. And uh, I looked at it again, still can't bring myself to reading everything. But uh, I sit here and think about Job and think, okay, here's this man who is upright, perfect, Loves God, hates evil, he hates the devil. And the devil goes to God, well, and God's the one that brings him up and says, have you considered my servant Job? And so Satan said, well, yeah, but you have a hedge around him. But, you know, really, Job didn't want, I mean, uh, Satan didn't want to kill Job. He didn't want to kill him. He wanted to hear him curse God. And maybe he would have killed him after that, but he wanted to hear him curse God. And when we read the book of Job and we read the part where uh, when everything was taken away from him, his animals, his children, just, and you know, he, he fell down and worshiped, says the Lord 
you know, giveth and the Lord taketh away. And we think, that's a really good book. That's just really awesome of that man. But, you know, we have to get to that place we would be able to do that. And, they, and maybe I'm just talking to me. Maybe this is just something God's showing me. Um, but I just said to God, okay, I'm, I think I'm willing to go through whatever I need to go through to get there. And I told Brother Lowe one day, I think it was back in February, I said, oh, I hate what I'm going through, but, um, but it's good too. <laughs> because God is showing me things in me that don't need to be there. That I didn't know were there. Maybe I thought they weren't. And, and I'm not having a pity party, or maybe I am, and I'm saying I'm not, but I'm hoping I'm not. But I don't want those things there because I want to live for God. I mean, there's some things I wish I could share that I shared with Brother and Sister Lowe and Elaine were there back in February. And and one day I'm going to be able to stand up and say it, but I can't right now. But anyway, we teach Bible studies in the community where we are. And um, I struggled at first. If anyone has a problem with women ministers, well, I was the first one that had a problem. So if you say, what? Well, Bishop knows. I just had a problem with it. So then we start Bible study, and I'm struggling with that, and I'm like, I'm the one teaching. Does anybody want to hear a woman teach? I don't know if I need to be doing this, but I want to do it. I love teaching. I love it, but, but am I supposed to be doing it? And I'm still struggling with it. I don't know when I'm going to get over it. And I had somebody tell me that has taught Bible studies for many years, and uh, he said, um, and we only have had, like, you know, a handful of people, and he says, just... Uh, Always know that teach the truth. Always teach salvation when someone new comes. And he says, and don't worry if someone gets mad at you, and they will, and they'll say things to you, and they will. Just let them go. Don't go after them because God's going to send you somewhere else, someone else, and you're not even going to know where they came from. Well, I told God, I said, God, I'm going to uh, I, I teach Bible study, and if there's just one hungry person there, and then there's one, and I'm like, Okay, but God, I want some more. And he said, you said one. So I said, okay, okay, one, one. And there's more than one, but I want my sister Joy to stand up. My sister I talked about once before, and back before I even got the Holy Ghost and got baptized, she got baptized at Castle Hills. I was making fun of everybody and saying everybody was crazy, and she was crying saying, I want to feel like these people. I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be crazy. Well, anyway, so two years ago, maybe, we, she was at my house, and we're just talking, and, and God, it was just God. I, I could never say it was anything to do with me. She's not there because I'm her sister, I can tell you that. But God moved in our living room. She said she wanted to come to Bible study, and she's been coming ever since. And she shared something with me after she started coming that she received the Holy Ghost. And I'm like... What? You never told me. She goes, well, I didn't think we were supposed to talk about that. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to tell everybody that, especially me. Anyway, and so um, and so she was baptized in Jesus' name. And so uh, I don't want to say she's the only one that's hungry, but she is hungry. And uh, God has sent 
three more people. And then last week he sent a young man, a young 25-year-old man out of nowhere. I mean, I shouldn't say out of nowhere because it's long story short. I write a little column in our local paper because I was asked to do it. And I kind of think it's corny, but because it's a, a little, and it's called the fertilizer because we live in Verdi. And uh, I didn't name it. I didn't name it. But anyway, so I, and so I use that opportunity. I have to write about the community. Well, nothing happens where we live. And I have to come up with something every week, and it's so stressful. But I always end it with Bible study every Thursday. <laughs> and that's where this young man said he saw uh, about the Bible study. Um, a brother Sandoval, you uh, about four or five times ago you preached, and uh, you quoted a scripture from Acts fourteen twenty two, and you weren't you weren't pre- preaching or teaching from the part that. But when you read it, I never forgot it. It's been on my mind. And the tail end of that scripture is, we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. And when you read the scripture, I was like, wait, hold on, Brother Sandoval, i got to digest this, because this scripture part, standing, like, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't read that in a long time, or not really, it didn't hit me like it hit me then, and it's never left me since then. And so we like to get all excited. Oh, well, entering the kingdom of God, you just repent, be baptized, get the Holy Ghost, and you enter into the kingdom of God, and la, 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 la. And, but this scripture says we must through many tribulations. Hallelujah. And so, and, and that's what the word of God says, so that's how it is. You know, I think uh, also what God brought to my mind was uh, Jeremiah And I'm going to read uh, Jeremiah 12, if you want to put it up there, verses 1 through 5. This is hard for me because I can't read with my glasses on. And it says, uh, righteous, this is uh, Jeremiah talking to God. He says, righteous are you, O Lord, when I plead with you. Yet let me talk with you about your judgment. You know, I have something to talk to you about, God. I have some questions. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are those happy who deal so treacherously? You have planted them. My 20 minutes is up. Whoa. See, I got in the middle of it. Okay, then I'm going to jump forward for a minute. I'm going to go to jump to verse 5. I'm just getting started if I read to verse 5. Well, I have to say something about it after I'm finished reading. <laughs> okay, so you have planted uh, them, yes. They have taken root. They grow, yes. They bear fruit. You are near in their mouth, but far from their mind. But you, O oh Lord, know me, Jeremiah's telling him. You've seen me, and you've tested my heart toward you. So pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. He's telling God, you need to kill them. Uh, well, you laugh, but that's what he's telling them. And so how long will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither? The beast and birds are consumed for the wickedness of those who dwell there. Because they said he will not see our final end. 
God says, after Jeremiah says all this, he says, so wait a minute, Jeremiah. If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? So I sit here also and say, wow, God, if I can't even run with the footmen, if I can't bear what I'm going through right now, if I'm going to cry and whine and complain whenever you're God and you ordain everything and you're, you're the one that, that causes everything, then how am I going to do when times get tougher? And not only that, you have greater things. We've already, we already, already know this church is going to have and go through some great spiritual things, but I think we're going to have to go through some other things, maybe great tribulation to enter in that kingdom because, you know, when I'm teaching Bible study, it's like I never want to stand up and ever speak with man's wisdom. I don't, I want to speak in the power and the demonstration of the spirit and the power of God. And I tell God, I want it to be all you and not me. So how does that happen? I don't want to just say, oh, God did, God did. I want God to do. I want to see people saved. I want to see them healed. And like I say, there's some things I want to tell you that have happened. And God's, and it's in the making right now that, that I sit there and go, that's okay, God. If, they, if they're going to be saved, my husband, I don't think he realizes how many times he tells me this. Well, you may, you may not live to see it, but... And I'm like, if you say that to me one more time, you're not going to live to see it. <laughs> because I want to live to see it. But, but honestly, even though, you know, he says that, and I'm thinking that, I'm thinking, okay, God, but really, if I didn't live to see it, it would, shouldn't matter. As long as that person's saved. That's all that matters. But I'm really not finished yet. So if I could say, can I go say just something real quick? Like, I want to, I want to end um, this. Like I just quoted earlier, you know, in, in Jeremiah, you know, the word of God must first root out and destroy the things that don't belong in our lives before He can ever build and plant. So, of course, I started out with Acts 14, 22. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. And now I want to read something. And I'm quoting exactly what Brother Lowe said in the first teaching back in February. And he's talking to the church. He might not remember it, but I, I, I had the CD. <laughs> After he, well, was through, he says... Thank Him, church. Thank Him for the storms. Thank Him for the trials. Thank Him for the times you were misunderstood. Thank Him for the time you were abused and talked about. So if I can do that, and that's what God wants us all to do, if we could just thank Him in the midst of our trials and situations, then I think we will get a lot further in God than if we complain and whine. (laughs) 